the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is made possible through the sponsorship of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship and through the generous giving of faithful donors like you. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, you can visit us at awordforlife.com. Welcome to A Word for Life. A Word for Life is the radio ministry of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, located in Tacoma, Washington. And now, here's Pastor Michael Fields with A Word for Life. Now, the other verse of scripture I want for us to look at is in the book of Luke. Luke, the 24th chapter. Notice what we're told in Luke, the 24th chapter. I'm going to start reading at verse 40 of Luke, the 24th chapter. Notice what it says. Luke 24, starting at verse 40. It says, And when he, Jesus, had thus spoken, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they yet believed not for joy and wondered, he said unto them, Have you here any meat? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish and of a honeycomb. And he took it and did eat before them. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Then he opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. Now here, dear ones, I want for us to take note of the order of events that we see taking place here. Because first, Jesus gives to his disciples the evidential signs that he is alive. He shows them, the text tells us that he shows them his hands and his feet. He says, look at my hands. You seal the nail prints in my hands. Actually, they're in his wrist. You see the nail prints in my hands. And you see the nail prints in my feet. The scripture goes on to say they still didn't quite believe. They still didn't, weren't sure if Jesus was alive. I don't know. I don't know. You could have, did. anybody could have did that. You could have hit one hand, then hit the other and, and, and say with your feet. Anybody could have did that. He says, okay, 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 okay. Do you have anything here to eat? I'm kind of hungry. I, I just, just want to eat a little something-something. I, I ain't had nothing to eat since I've been resurrected. I'm a little, a little hungry. You got anything here to eat? He says, well, yeah, we got some fish and some honeycomb. And so he takes a piece of fish and eats it in front of them. And then he takes a piece of the honeycomb and eats it in front of them. Spirits don't eat food. Spirits 
can't digest food. Living people can eat food. So after he gives them the evidential sign of his hands and his feet, he gives them the second evidential sign that he is alive by eating something in their presence. But notice, dear ones, notice that after they exercise their faith and believe the evidence, the text goes on to say, then he opened their understanding. Notice the exercise of faith came before the understanding was opened. Everybody with me? The, the test could say Jesus opened their understanding and then gave them the evidence. That's not what happens. It doesn't happen that way. You have to exercise your faith first. And once you exercise your faith, your faith first, then the evidence is there for you to see. Amen. He opened their understanding. And so to summarize this first point that I'm trying to say, dear ones, concerning what it is to speak the truth. Um, it is... Truth must be based, you, when, you, when you speak the truth to somebody, you are saying things to them that are based upon objective evidence and those things that you are saying to them agree with actual reality. So that's the first thing. But the second thing I want for us to cover, the second thing I want for us to cover is I want for us to deal with what does it mean to do this in love? So we're talking about speaking the truth, but what does it mean to speak the truth in love? Um, Dear ones, we need to understand that that because what we are endeavoring to do for somebody is not being done. I want everybody to hear me now. What we are endeavoring to do for somebody is not being done because of love, through love, for love, or in the name of love. It's not being done because of love, through love, for love, or in the name of love, but that what we are endeavoring to do is being done in love. That love must be the environment that envelops and surrounds and permeates all that we are striving to do for others and with others. Everybody understand what I'm saying? Let me give you an example. If I were to take this handkerchief and stuff it in this bottle of water, this handkerchief now would be enveloped in this water. Everybody with me? Because the handkerchief is enveloped in the water, the water now begins to saturate, permeate, and just envelop everything about the handkerchief. There's no part of this handkerchief that stays untouched by the water. Because the handkerchief is in the water okay if because love is the environment that the truth that we are speaking to others is to be in that love should permeate and envelop all that we are saying to them to the point that even if now I want everybody to hear this point that love should permeate and saturate it to the point That even if we are having to say strong things to that person, you have to say some strong stuff to that person. That person should still be able to clearly see, sense, and know 
that it is being done for them, not out of a sense of hatred or anger or disrespect or dislike, but out of a genuine and sincere love that you have for that person. Now, I hear so many people talk about, I I just had to say, because I love them. They're supposed to speak the truth in love. No, all you did was speak in anger. All you did was speak in, uh, you were frustrated. All you did was show your disrespect for that person. You did not show love because that person left that meeting, left that encounter, left that circumstance that you had with them, and all they felt was your anger and your disrespect. They did not feel your love. They did not feel your love. They didn't know. I don't know he even liked me. Much less love me. Even when you have to speak strong things to somebody. You have to speak tough, tough things to them. You've got to deal with difficult things. I've had, I've had to deal with people, dear ones. They said I was, I, they, they, they said I was too tough. They said I was, you know, you know, I didn't understand all the facts. They said, you know, you know Pastor Fields, I don't know. You, you keep going back to the Bible. Why you do that? They said a whole bunch of stuff. Not one in 20 plus years of ministry, I've had the opportunity and the blessing that not one person came back and said, Pastor, you didn't speak to me in love. You, you spoke to me like you didn't even like me. Not one time. It was tough. It was difficult. Telling the person you're wrong for this. This is wrong. This has to stop. This cannot continue. It's difficult. It's hard. But at no point in time have they come back saying, you didn't do it in love. Because you can speak the truth and deal with difficult stuff in love. We have people here, we're, we're, we're trying to speak the truth. But we're not doing it in a way that is communicating clearly the love that we should be communicating. If we are, and if you're wondering, if we're wondering, so okay, well, well, okay, you're saying speak the truth in love, but what is, okay, what kind of love are we talking about? What, what are we saying? You know, love, you know, what is that? Okay, let's turn First Corinthians 13 chapter, because the Bible gives us a very clear understanding of what it is that we're talking about when we talk about love. Lord have mercy. I ain't going to read the whole chapter. I'm just going to read the, the applicable parts of 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, starting at verse 1, or starting at verse 4. Charity or love suffers long. Okay. Okay. Right out of the gate. The truth that you're trying to speak to that person, has it been or is it long suffering? Is it long-suffering? Or is it, is it, is it short-tempered? You're trying to speak the truth to that person. Are you long-suffering with them? Or are you short-tempered? Why aren't you getting this? Why aren't you understanding this? You're getting on my nerves now. You need to understand. listen to what I'm saying to you. That's not love. Amen. That's not love. Amen. Truth, love, suffers long. That's the text says. Let's go a little farther. And is kind. Lord have mercy. The truth that you should be trying to communicate to them should be done in a way that is kind. You say, well, Pastor, you have to say some tough things. Okay, I I get that. You got to say that. You should say the tough things, even when you got to speak truth that's hard to hear. You should say the tough tough things to that person in a way that you would want somebody to speak to you. 
speak to them the way you want to be spoken to. We will get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message in just a moment. But we wanted to take a moment to share with all of you that the aim of our radio ministry at the Word of Life Bible Fellowship is to share the good news of Jesus Christ with as many people as possible and to strengthen and edify the body of Christ through Bible teaching that is both clear and relevant. We would like to see this ministry go even farther in accomplishing this work, but in order for us to be able to do that, we need your help. If you are able, after you have given to the support of your own local home church, if you are able to help us with the cost of airing this program on the station, we would greatly appreciate it. All donations are tax deductible, and they can be sent to the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, P.O. Box 8903, Tacoma, Washington, 98418. And if you would like to learn more about our ministry and be able to listen to some of the archived messages from Pastor Fields, you can do so by visiting us at our website, which is awordforlife.com. And now, let's get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message. trying to speak the truth to that person. Are you long-suffering with them? Or are you short-tempered? Why aren't you getting this? Why aren't you understanding this? What you, you get on my nerves now. You need to listen, listen to what I'm saying to you. That's not love. Amen. That's not love. Amen. Truth, love, suffers long. That's what the text says. Let, let's go a little farther. Okay. And is kind. Lord have mercy. The truth that you should be trying to communicate to them should be done in a way that is kind. You say, well, Pastor, you have to say some tough things. Okay, I I get that. You got to say that. You should say the tough things, even when you got to speak truth that's hard to hear. You should say the tough tough things to that person in a way that you would want somebody to speak to you. Yes, sir. Speak to them the way you want to be spoken to. And when I say that, dear ones, be honest. Because a lot of times, oh, I, I, I take it. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Re- push record. Then play that thing back. Now, this is what I'm going to say to you, just the same way. Would you like it? More times than not, we come back with the answer, no. And so truth should be spoken in a way that is kind. And I'm not going to go through the rest of them. You just, verses 4 all the way down to verse 7. You can just, First Corinthians 13, verses 4 to 7. Just go through and say, when I'm speaking truth to somebody, it should be spoken in a way that is patient, that is kind, that, is, that, 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 that doesn't behave itself unseemly. It's not acting like, like I got it all together. I, I, I have all the answers. You, you, you've come to the right person. I've got all the solutions. You ain't acting like that. You ain't acting unseemly. Amen. And so, dear ones, as I said, as we look at, at, at what the scripture says, we begin to realize that speaking the truth to somebody is more than just, you know, saying something. There is, uh, uh, there is a methodology. There is a way in which the word of God lays out for us on how we are to do this. And as I said, whatever you are speaking should agree. It should be objective evidence that agrees with actual reality. 
Uh, much of the truth that you have people speaking today, dear ones, to one another, is just your opinion. Amen. That's just your opinion. Yeah. It's not objective evidence, and it doesn't agree with reality. The only reality it agrees with is the reality in your head. <laughs> that's your opinion. And so that's the second thing. What, when we talk about speaking the truth in love, you know, the, the word of God lays out what love is. So whatever we're speaking to others should be spoken with these things in mind. But the third thing I want to address real quickly for us to take note of back in Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Because Paul there lays out for us two things. When we talk about speaking the truth, he lays out two things that are vitally important for us as a church to take note of. Because notice what he says, again, in Ephesians, the fourth chapter, starting at verse 11, he says, And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So Paul starts off by talking about the various uh, offices and positions within the church. Then he says, these are the reasons why God gave them for the perfecting of the saints, for the maturing of the saints, for the work of ministry, and for the edifying or the building up of the body of Christ. Verse 13, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Here we go. That we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. And so here, Paul lays out for us at least two reasons why we are to speak the truth in love to one another. The first reason is it helps to stabilize us and establish us and fortify us against being tossed to and fro and carried about by the deceptive winds of doctrine that can deceive a person and cause them to be led astray. So when we speak the truth to one another and we do it in a way that is displaying love, we are helping to fortify one another. We are helping to establish one another. If you were to come and say, Pastor, you know, I was contemplating doing this. I was thinking about doing that. You know, what are your thoughts on it? If I were to speak the truth to you, I would say either, yes, this is good. It lines up with the word of God or no, that's not a good thing. It does not line up with the word of God because in doing that, it helps to fortify you, establish you. Because you could have been listening to another preacher that said, well, this is what we're going to do because this is okay. You should do this also. And, and you're listening to that person, but it's a deception. It's not based upon the, uh, it's not based upon the word of God. Amen. And so, dear ones, when we speak the truth to one another, we help to fortify each other. We help to establish each other and, 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 and basically help us to keep from being deceived. Amen. And so you have a part to play in helping your brother or your sister to keep them from being led astray. Each one of us has a part to play for the other person. We all have a part to play. So we speak the truth to one another and we do it in a way that is loving to one another. And that helps to fortify us against being deceived. 
by all of the various deceptions that are out there in today's day and time. The second reason that Paul lays out is that it helps to promote and encourage Christ-like growth in us and among us. Because he says, he says in that 15th verse, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. And so speaking the truth to one another in love, it promotes and encourages Christ-like growth in all of us and among us. And because as we speak the truth to one another in a way that demonstrates our love for each other, it helps us to become more like Jesus in our character and in our conduct because that, those are the things that he himself did. Amen. Everybody understand what I'm saying? Yes. When we speak the truth to one another and we do it in love, we're imitating what Jesus did. We're imitating how Jesus did it. And it helps us to grow in our character and in our conduct because now we're becoming more like Jesus and less like ourselves. We're becoming more like Jesus, less like ourselves. So it promotes Christ-like growth. But the other reason that Paul gives is in that 25th verse. Notice what he says. He says, wherefore, putting away lying. Speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Now here Paul gives us the other part of why it is so advantageous for us to speak the truth in love. And it's because speaking truthfully to one another, dear ones, it helps to promote and enhance unity among us. Speaking the truth to one another in love it helps to promote and enhance unity. Now, the key to seeing what Paul is saying here is found in Paul's use of the phrase, that last part of verse 25. He says, for we are members one of another. And so Paul there uses the analogy of a body with all of its members working together and working in harmony with one another as the picture of why we are to speak truthfully to one another and do it in love. And it's the perfect picture. It's the perfect picture. Because in, the, in reality, if one part of my body believes that another part of my body cannot be trusted, is, not, is trying to hurt it, does not care for it, and does not respect it, then my ability to function and operate in any way that is effective and successful is greatly hampered and almost completely nullified. If one part of my body does not care for another part of my body, if one part of my body does not respect another part of my body, if one part of my body acts like it doesn't like another part of my body, then that, ab- that ability for that unit to function effectively, it just ain't there. Amen. It cannot happen. Amen. And so speaking the truth in love is critical. Amen. Because if every part of my body believes that, the other parts want the best for it. Amen. If every part of my body believes that the other parts sincerely care for it and care about it, if the, every part of my body sincerely believes that the other parts are there to help it and to support one another, 
then each part now is able to come together and work together in a way that is unified and cohesive, complementary, and effective. Amen. Lord have mercy. If one part of my body doesn't like the other part, if one part doesn't, that, 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 this doesn't respect another part, there's no way it can function effectively. Now, dear ones, I've just given you, the, I've just given you a, a, a glimpse into some of the strategy that the enemy is using to keep the church so inept. Amen. To keep the church so dysfunctional. Because yes. we, we, we squabble and we can't sin. And, and I, don't, I don't care for that person. Da, 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 da. There's no way the body can function. It just, it just can't happen. It just can't happen. Hello, dear ones. This is Pastor Michael Fields. And here at the end of today's broadcast, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to all of you for taking the time out of your day to tune in and listen to our program. My hope is that today's broadcast has been a blessing to you in some way and has helped you in your walk and in your relationship with the Lord. And I want to encourage all of you to tell a friend about this program and join us here next time as we look into the riches of God's Word in order to find a word for life. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.